Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. I'm Tom Short, so glad to have you along on this Wednesday morning, December 8th. What a beautiful day it is. Winter's coming, but the snow reminds us that our, just as our sins were scarlet, God makes them whiter than snow and he covers all that earth with just the brilliant beauty of white. Anyway, we've been talking about the love, loving others and love of God. We get into the Word of God every day here. And this morning, I'd like to share a verse about the love of God that's just, it's on my heart this morning, and I'd like to share it with you. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. What shall we say then? What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who's against us? Do you believe God is for you? How would that change your life if you did? You know, I'm, as you know, I'm a sports fan. And, um, and I've, you know, used to coach some. And one thing I've seen is the value of a home court advantage or the home field advantage. You know, people realize that if you're going to play a game in, on, at your home turf versus at the opponents, that's worth several points. Why is that? It's because there is a real advantage. People perform better. When that crowd is cheering them on, you make the great play and the crowd explodes and cheers for you. Really quite different than you make a great play and the crowd boos you or you make a great play and they ignore you. There's something about knowing the people are behind you and cheering for you that, caught, that brings out the best in you. Well, stop and think for a minute. If God is your cheerleader, if God is for you, Imagine how that would change your life. Imagine if you realize you are, even though we're in foreign territory, shall we say, we always have the home court advantage because God is for us. It doesn't matter who's against us. You know, a lot of people think, a lot of people do think God is against them. Sometimes even us believers think that. You know, things don't go well or circumstances aren't going right. And the enemy wants to come and sow, sow seeds of doubt in our mind that God's against us. God's trying to hurt us. God's trying to tear us down. God wants to see us fail. Have you ever felt that way? I know I have. I think it's pretty common amongst people because, again, like I said, the enemy sows those seeds of doubt within us. But they're not, that's not the way God is. Indeed, the only times God would be against you and me is if what's in us is detrimental, like a parent would, who would discipline a child. And, and we read in Romans or Hebrews 12 that God's discipline is always for our good, always that we would share in his holiness. It's not because he dislikes us. It's not because he's, he hates us. It's not because he wants to see us fail. It's not because he takes any delight in seeing us suffer. No, no. Our God, even if he disciplines us and brings anything like that into our life, it's because of his love for us. Whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. Whom the Lord loves, he And if you experience the discipline of God, it's not because he hates you. It's because he loves you and he wants you to share in his holiness. He's got the big picture in mind and he's working in you to bring about something that's beautiful. He's got an eternal picture in your mind. All our suffering and all of our trials if God is in him, never forget, he's not against you. He's for you. And then there's, <clears throat> excuse me, then there's other people that think that God doesn't care about us. We're on our own. We've just got to make things work on our own. It's, it's, it's like, 
you know, I'll go back to my sports analogy. If you coach and you play during the offseason, we play many, many games in empty gyms, many, many games where there's no fans, no spectators, no cheerleaders, no band, no pep club, no announcer. It's just the teams are out there playing on the field. It's on the court, and it's up to us. And, and, uh, and sometimes we think that of God. God doesn't care. God's not interested. After, he's busy. He manages the universe. He's got to keep the planets in line. He's got big things to deal with. He's got like world leaders to deal with and whole countries to deal with. And we think God doesn't really care about us. But again, it's not what the scripture teaches. It's not what the Bible teaches us. The Bible teaches that our God is for us. You're not on your own. You're not playing in an empty gym. It's not just you. God sees you. There might be no other spectators, but God sees you. And you've got the home court advantage always. God is your spectator. God is the one involved in your life. And then others think, you know, okay, I need to be for God. But is God for me? Again, it's, you know, our mentality, and, and we are, we're for God. We are, we are followers of Jesus Christ. He's the king, not us. And we do have to realize that, and we have to make sure that he's on the throne and we don't think we're there. And so we are very aware that in the Christian life, we're learning, I'm for God, I'm for Christ, I'm for his ways. But Romans 8.32 tells us that God is for us. If God is for us. If God is at work in us, <clears throat> if God is accomplishing his purposes. So I ask you again, do you believe that? He's not against you. He's not ignoring you. And he's not only saying, hey, you need to be for me. But our God is for us. God is for you. Be worth, it'd be worth remembering that every day. It'd be worth reminding yourself. <clears throat> wouldn't, be worth, wouldn't be a bad idea to repeat it to yourself day by day. I like to learn verses and meditate on verses by emphasizing a different word and repeating the verse over and over again and thinking about a different word. Let's take a moment and do this. Well, just this one phrase, if God is for us, okay? Number one, if God is for us. If and he is for us. That's the implication. It's not maybe, but if he is. Second word, if God is for us. Folks, you've got a home, that home field advantage all the time. God never leaves you. God's always there for you. God doesn't turn his back on you, and you're never playing the game of life before no audience. If God is for you, the Almighty, the creator of the universe, He's bigger. He's bigger than your enemies. He's bigger than your problems. He's bigger than the government. He's bigger than the education system. He's bigger than Hollywood. He's bigger than your boss. He's bigger than anyone. He's bigger than your pastor. Sometimes we need to remember that. He's bigger than anyone. If God is for you, who can be against you? And he is. If God is for you, that's present tense. It's not just that God was for you at one time in the past. It's not just that God was for you when Jesus was on the cross and he did that for you. It's present tense. And it's not just that God will be for you sometime in the future, that we'll reign with him forever in, in victory and glory in heaven. No, right now, present tense, if God is for you, 
present tense. If God is for you, and he is, he's not against you. He's not ignoring you. He's, he's active. He's intentional that he is for you. And if God is for you, hey, you might be sitting there thinking, oh, God's for Tom, or God's for my pastor, or God's for some guy who's got a big ministry, or God's for, you might be looking at someone else. I want you to believe that God is for you. Put your name in there. God is for you today as you live your life. God, God is for you. How will that affect your life? Hey, remember, you've got, it, it's, it, you've got God cheering you on, shall we say. You're on, you've got that home court, that home field advantage. You're playing, it's, it's bigger and better than playing in front of a stadium with 100,000 cheering fans when you make the big play because you got God is for you. Remember that today. He loves you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? Doesn't matter who's against you. Doesn't matter who's against you. You on the side of God and God and you, that's enough of a majority to win the game, the game of life. So folks, believe that today. If, and he is, God, the Almighty, is right now, present tense, for, not against, you, not just me, but you. How will that affect your day? You walk in that victory today. Amen? Father in heaven, hallelujah, we thank you. We are, we're only unworthy servants. But Father, that's how you think of us as someone that you're for. You want to see us, you want to see Christ developed in us. You want to see us become all that you created us to be. I want to thank you today, Father, in Jesus' name, that you're working your plan in us. You're accomplishing your purpose. You're bringing us to the very purposes for which you created us. Oh, Father, we, we acknowledge that we face obstacles. We acknowledge that we face things that are too big for us. We acknowledge we have an enemy that's powerful. And yet, Lord, we thank you that with you, as we look to you, that we have the victory. We have the victory. And we must claim it. And we thank you, Lord. I just think, again, the sports, people, the best team goes out there and they're favored to win, but they got to go win the game. And, and we got to go win the game. But you are for us. Your power is for us. The Almighty God is on our side. We thank you for such love. We acknowledge we don't deserve it. We, Father, we're, we're amazed at it. You've got so much to do. You've got so much to do that seems so much more important than us. And yet you told us that a sparrow doesn't fall to the ground without your notice and that you've got the very hair on our head numbered. And we thank you, God, we, such knowledge is too great for us. We could never think of that. We could never know. We could, we could never keep track of all these things. And yet you're God. You're not us. You're not limited. You're all-knowing. You're aware of our situation. You're aware of our needs. You're aware of our challenges. You're aware of our obstacles. You're aware of our enemies. You're aware of everything we face. And we thank you that in the midst of that, you are for us. Hallelujah. Today, Father, help us to stand up straight and tall. 
Help us to walk as if we really believe the Almighty God is, has got our back. The Almighty God is our refuge, our stronghold, our strength. Help us, Lord, to not walk around intimidated and fearful today, fearful of men, fearful of circumstances, fearful of illnesses. Help us to walk our, live our life today. Stand up straight and tall, shoulders back, head out high. I'm a child of God. I am a victor in Jesus Christ. You are our Lord and our Savior. We are following you in your triumph. Hallelujah. We bless you. Might we live this day with that confidence. And we thank you. Thank you, Father. You, you see us and you're cheering us on. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And God is cheering you on. It's hard to believe, isn't it? It's hard to think of. You might not think you're worthy of that. You might not think you deserve it. You know what? You don't. But he does it anyway. That's our God. Hallelujah. Let's do walk worthy of him. Let's do live up to what he's called us to be. Let's make this a great day. Probably a lot to do. You might have some holiday stress going on right now. I don't know. We, we've got a lot going on in our family. A lot of big conference coming up. We're planning our Chris, family Christmas celebrations this weekend. Um, we've got a lot going on. End of the year planning for our ministry. End of the year fundraising for our ministry. We've got a lot going on. We're going to believe today that God is for us in all that we do. I hope you do as well. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow morning right here, 8.30 a.m., Bye-bye.